Hey, what's going on, good people? This is Gardner Douglas, and I am your Oyster Ninja. Today, we got a great show lined up for you. We're going to be talking all about oysters and wine, and rose and champagne, and all that good stuff, too. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, I interviewed Miss Daphne Durrett and uh, really had a blast, you know, talking with my old friend. And uh, we met up right off of Riggs Road in D.C. And uh, we went to Culture Coffee 2. It's a nice little new hip spot coffee shop, of course. And um, had some good conversation over some good coffee. Uh, they got artwork, you know, hung up all over place. And it really looks nice. And it gives you that nice, cool, you know, relaxing vibe. And uh, I believe they have like a community party or something that's about to go down over that way so if you guys are in dc stop by culture coffee too and they were nice enough to turn down the music for us well a little bit uh they still had a little bit of pots and pans but we can't stop them from working we appreciate them you know letting us stay and complete the interview so um yeah culture coffee too uh also i got kicked out of a facebook group this week and um it was bittersweet i tell you don't be on facebook breaking group rules you know don't be like me be better than me don't be on vegan groups talking about oysters they don't like it that's not what i got kicked out for this time that was last time, but I'm learning, I guess, third time's a charm, I guess, but, uh, yeah, I was in a, a DC-based group, and, um, I just asked a question, you know, what, what's everybody listening to? I want to know what you're listening to on your podcast list, and I may have brought up my own podcast, and I may have went to check the notification and I may have been kicked out of the group you know so yeah it's cool whatever win some you lose some I didn't really uh entertain on that group anyway so hey it is what it is uh what else is going on uh we had some oysters shipped in from Onlyus Oyster Company they ship you fresh oysters and I got a whole uh video where I'm Opening a, open a package up and basically shucking some oysters live for you. And that's the, on the Facebook page. The Oyster Ninja Podcast on Facebook. And that's our Facebook group. So go check that out. And um, man, those are some delicious oysters. I end up uh, eating half of them raw. And the other half I put in the oven those babies up with some barbecue sauce and cheddar cheese and those things came out nice and smoky and I even threw a, uh, some pepperoni on some of them and that was really good so um telling you if you want some oysters shipped to you check out the the link in the bottom of the comments and get you some oysters uh, those particular oysters were farm-raised in the Northern Neck, I believe, I want to say. But they were good. That's all that matters. The oysters were good. They were fresh. 
It didn't take long to get here. I mean, it was still cold, still had the ice pack inside. The oysters were great. Um, so, yeah, check those guys out. Also, I want to thank everyone who ordered their Oyster Ninja pins. Uh, if you haven't saw them, check out the Instagram, Oyster Ninja PC. Got some um, pins. You know, you can stick it on your jacket, your coat, your book bag, your hat, whatever you want to stick it on. Um, one of them says, I heart oysters. The other says, make oysters great again. And, of course, the last one has the Oyster Ninja symbol uh, with, you know, Oyster Ninja PC or Oyster Ninja Podcast with Gardner Douglas. Thank you to everyone who ordered some pins. That's basically going to help put a couple dollars, uh, you know, to this podcast, help buy some new mics and some other things. But, hey, just trying to, you know, make this a good experience for everybody. So, um, yeah, thank you again. Like I said, if you haven't seen them, check them out on Instagram. Check them out on a Facebook page. Shoot me an email if you would like some, uh, OysterNinjaPC at gmail.com. Look, I'm not going to talk y'all to death. Let's get into this podcast. Let me know what you think, of course, and I'll, I'll be talking to you in a couple minutes. All right, Daphne. Durat. 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 It's like a duet, but you're adding an R in front of the E. So it's like direct. Direct. Yeah. All right. Like Daphne, direct. Yes, <clears throat> yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Who are you? Where are you from? Who am I? Where am I from? Well, I'm a Haitian woman, born in Haiti, too. Um, and then we moved to Florida, and I came here to D.C. to attend Howard University. Howard. Um, Howard. Okay. Hey, you. <laughs> I wouldn't know. And then you're supposed to say, you know. Oh, let's try it again. Know. Ready? Yep. Hey, you. You know. Yeah. Okay. Sounds uh-huh. good. Okay. All right. Um, and I fell in love with you, see. So I decided to stay, and I got really sucked in to the special art industry, um, even though my focus was elsewhere, um, or my studies were focused elsewhere in school. I just fell in love with the restaurant industry, and I've been doing it ever since. So did you fell, fall in love with the restaurant industry or the money? Wow. I would say the industry itself, because the money in the restaurant industry, believe it or not, goes up and down. But in the end, it always balances it out. But it, like mostly it goes up and down for you. You okay, know? that's me. I'm gonna act like you ain't rich or nothing, but whatever. Let, Let's go. move off of that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, how was Howard? What did you study? I studied psychology and occupational therapy um, at the Howard, um, and I loved Howard. I will tell you, there were times in biology where our professors were like up with us until late in the evening, um, and it was overwhelming for me, but a good overwhelming to see like that many African-American people wanting to accomplish such great things. Um, so it empowered me. It made me feel good. It made me better, if anything. You can't come up out of Howard and not be a better person. I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah. You know, this is a little off topic. But so I, I was listening to this podcast, and it was talking about African-Americans and um basically mental health yeah so what do you, what's your like i don't i know it's that's kind of broad 
But what's what's the whole thing? Like, what's wrong with us, or is there something wrong with us, or what's going on? I don't. I would never say that there is something wrong. Is that too broad to like touch on, or? It is broad. It yeah. is broad. Yes, it but is. But I will say that I feel like all of us are perfectly made. Okay. It's just a matter of tapping into different things that lie within us. Sometimes the decisions that we make can affect others in a positive way, and sometimes the decisions that we make can affect others in a very, very negative way. But it's how we take it, okay. and it's how we react. But I would never say, as humankind, something is wrong with us. Right, if anything, right. we are a balance. Right. You know, you, you have the greatest and you have the lowest. And um, sometimes you have to experience those in life. It's just a matter of how you take it. No doubt. But I feel like overall in the African-American community, we shy away from seeking mental health. Um, Boom. You know, it's sort of like quite a taboo for you to even think about going to see a therapist. I remember when I told some of my friends that I was studying psychology, and they were like, for what? <laughs> you right, know what I mean? Right. Um, so, but it's important for us to talk to someone um, about how we're really feeling. Because if you're living a life where no one really knows you, then what kind of life are you really living? And we shouldn't be ashamed of the things that we've done. You know, we're just human. Right. So it's good for us to talk about that and see how we're all connected in some kind of way, in my opinion. Anyway, this is just me. <laughs> your opinion matters, okay? Thank you. All right. Okay. Stop your opinions matter. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so what was, like, your first experience in, uh, into the restaurant world, and was it negative, positive? Um, it was... It was quick, if anything. Mm -hmm. I was just looking for, like, some extra money, you know, during undergrad. And I was actually working at a leather store. Leather? Yeah, like oh, Wilson okay. Leather. I think it's still there. I think that's what it's called, in Union Market, in Union Station. Okay. Um, and then this girl that I was working with, she was about to quit because she heard that Capital City Brewing Company was hiring hostesses. And she told me how much they were getting paid, and I was like, ooh, but I don't want to deal with people right, like right. that. Because people go crazy when they come to restaurants. No they lose themselves. Yeah, right. And so, but I was like, well, let me just try it at least. So I went in there, got the job as a hostess within three months, my general manager. Um, I believe his name was Spencer Green. He taught me so much. He was like, you're getting on my floor as a server. And I was like, mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> I was like, I can't do that. I was like, I literally cannot serve people. Like, that's just too much pressure. And he was like, no, you're going to be on my farm. And that's it. And you're going to do great. And I did. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Big money. Because, like, I actually care about people. And I want people to have a good time. And I take this profession extremely seriously. Um, even though a lot of people, even some people in my family are like, why are you waiting tables? You know, but I love it, and I'm good at it. Oh, I know. <laughs> I saw you in action, Daphne. We know. <laughs> we know. So, um, uh, any memorable guests? Oh, my goodness. There's been so many. You know, Garner, I'm 38, and I've been doing this, you know, Youngster. when I was, like, Youngster. you know. Stop. When I was, you know, young, young, young. So, um... I will say the most memorable people are the people that I feel 
I sort of changed their mood. Oh, snap. You know, when they came in. Because people can be having any sort of kind of day. Um, but when they come to my table, I, I want to create something for them. So, you know, being able to change someone's mood, um, whether it's with alcohol or <laughs> whether it's with some good food or just being kind, um, those are the things that stick out in okay. my mind. And as long as I can keep doing that, I feel pretty good about life <laughs> in general. Cool. So we met at Union Market. In D.C., Northeast, I'm always talking about Union Market because it's yes, just so awesome. It is. And, um, yeah, Rappahannock uh, Oyster Bar. Yeah. And, uh, yep, fun times. Fun times. <laughs> fun so, times. Where can people find you at now? I'm not trying to create any stalkers for you <laughs> because, you, I mean, you've just sold yourself at a high is, standard. Is that what I was doing? Yes, yeah, it's like if, you, if you're having a bad day. Come see me. Come see me. If you want your mood changed, come see me. If you yeah. want a drink, hey, come see me. Speaking of drinks, I would definitely have to say that where I am right now, which is the Four Seasons Bourbon Steak, our beverage program is just so on point. Oh, um, I have to say, it's just, it's just, I'm inspired by our cocktails. Um, they're innovative. They're seasonally appropriate. They're delicious. They're easy to drink, depending on your flavor profile. And our wine team was just nominated for a James Beard Award. Oh, wow. Collar back. Yes. Shout out to Brother Steak wine team. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Well played. Well played. (laughs) I try. Yes. I try. I'm learning. Yes. Um, So, yeah. With so, the fourth season bourbon steak right now. Okay. And where or Michael Mina's bourbon steak, I should say. Oh, okay. Yes. We, we yes. got it. We it's got in it. Georgetown, um, right on the corner of 28th and M. Um, it's been there for nine years. And so we're talking about, we're talking about delicious steaks. Um, and from someone who has eaten a lot of steak, I oh. would say... Ours, like the flavor, is just amazing. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I am right now. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So the reason why we're here is uh, wine. Yeah. And of course, how it relates to oysters and everything else, because yeah. oysters and wine work. They do. So they do. Can can you introduce us? Like. Yeah. What 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 is a wine? Well. Simply put, like a wine is an alcoholic drink made from fermented grape juice. Um, and that's simply put, you know? It's okay. an aging process, and depending on how it's aged, for how long it's aged, which grape it is, where it was planted, how it's grown, you get delicious flavor profiles and combinations. Boom. I love it. I'm, yes. not a, yes. I'm not a big wine drinker, you know? But, okay, there we go. There's <laughs> some listeners out here that love some wine and they want to know more about it and they want to know how to eat it with their oysters. Yes, and so, I love wine. Easy enough to You know, a glass of red wine a day could, could really help you out in so many ways, psychologically, physiologically, too. You learned so, that in class? Or? I did. And just by experience, I feel. <laughs> Practice makes perfect. Yes. <laughs> So, um, what's the proper way to drink wine? Is like doesn't matter. I wouldn't say there's a proper way to drink wine. I think or you know, to taste it. 
or to taste it, um, I would say definitely smell it first. Mm-hmm. You know, our our like no is connected <laughs> to our taste buds. <laughs> so it's good to like you know look at the wine, smell the wine, and then drink the wine, and then probably smell it again. Um, so you can actually experience the flavor profiles, experience you know the fruit or lack thereof or tannins or the bite basically the what the tannins yeah tannins what is that tannins are basically these components that and they come from like the skin of the grape and so the darker the grape gets the more tannins that you'll experience it's like the bite like the you know <laughs> it is it's like almost like that that can also go. be acid okay but yeah so it's um that's what tannins are. I'm sorry, I was getting distracted. No, you So that's what tannins are. Um, and so smelling the wine, tasting it, um, is great. But if you just want to, you know, drink it, right. <laughs> you don't have to go through that whole process. That's more of what either. I do. Yeah. But then when I see it. that people next to me, like, put their whole nostrils in the nose, in the, in the glass, yes. you know, yes. what are they doing over there? What they am I, or what are, am I not doing, you know? They are experiencing smell the aromas which can sometimes be so connected even though I love being surprised like sometimes you'll smell certain things and then once you taste the wine it's something completely different Mm -hmm. um so I love that experience too but it's it's usually pretty connected okay yeah so is that with red and white or do you red and white okay red and white whole nostrils I just put your whole Put your nose in it. Put your nose in it. So the difference between red and white is just the grape? It's just the grape. It's really just the grape. And that's the thing about, like, with oysters, though, is that I'm a huge red wine drinker. Um, Like, I love big, big, big reds. But the thing is, is that with such huge tannins, and then you're eating the oysters, it can sometimes produce like a metallic flavor in your mouth. So you have to be very careful when drinking red wine with oysters or pairing red wine with oysters. Um, But if you stay within like rosé, even not too well-known grapes like Poussard from Jure France, um, which resembles like a rosé, like medium to full body red, um, Dwagel, which are like an Austrian wine or Austrian grape, um, Chocolina, you know, those type of like, staying like in that sort of family, um, I think can help. And even like, you know, a sparkling, um, rosé would be great as well. Anything sparkling when you really think about it. Okay. <laughs> with, so with, what, what with exactly oysters. is a rosé? Like, I hear people rosé all day and rosé yay and what is a rosé? A rosé is, I would say, a light to medium, it can even be full-bodied red grape, but it just sort of like depends on the skin contact. Um, And sometimes you can make a rosé with a white wine injected in there as well but it's usually I would say like a red wine grape um or red grape wine <laughs> easy enough easy enough 
Um, but yeah, so people that enjoy white, but not necessarily really want like a light body Pinot Noir or something like that. If you go to that rosé section, you know, you could find like a nice balance. And some of the best rosés are made from Pinot Noir grapes. It's just a matter of skin contact. Okay. And that's how you get orange wine too, from a matter of skin contact. Ever heard of an orange wine? Are you serious? We had one on Rapid Hand Accords to Bar's menu. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So orange wine is a white grape um, that you sort of like manipulate. So you're keeping the skin on for a matter of like days to a matter of months. But it's a white grape. So okay. it's like, you can say it's like the white rose almost. Gotcha. Possibly. So how would you go about pairing? Let's just say a basic rosé, which I don't even know what a basic rosé is. But how would you go about pairing a rosé with an oyster? Like, would it matter if the oyster is sweet, salty, mild? Does it matter? Or what would go best with it? Well, I feel like when it comes down to pairing anything, um, any kind of wine with oysters, you are seeking that minerality, right? That wine has got to contain some minerality um, because you're getting so much minerality from any oyster. So as long as you're keeping that in mind, then you can conquer this thing, you know. So I would seek out, like I said, things like Pulsars, Zweigelts, um, Chocolina, you know, sort of drier type of rosés um, to pair with an oyster. Okay. Yeah. And I guess let's go back to the basics. How would you, how do you eat an oyster and drink wine together? Like, does one go before the other? Or how do you tell your customers, like, oh, I want to pair this oyster with the wine. So do you walk them through, like, hey, drink a sip first or smell smell your wine first and then sip, then eat an oyster or eat your oyster, drink wine? Does it matter that... You know? I don't really... I mean, I don't really think it matters, but, like, in the serving process, like, steps of service, like, you ask for them to get a drink first, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then in certain circumstances, if they are specifically looking for a great wine to go with the oyster, then you should be definitely prepared to name a few, mm-hmm. you know, depending if they want white, sparkling, or red. Um, so it all, it all kind of depends on, like, how it goes with the specific guests. But typically, if a guest comes in and they're looking for a specific wine to go with oysters, my direct answer, like, quickly, is a muscadet. Um, muscadet goes so well with oysters. Um, you have, like, that minerality there. It's light. It's crisp. Um, from the Loire Valley, France. So that, that's a definite go-to. Or even a glass of champagne. I think champagne and oysters, you know, with a little bit of caviar, you can't go wrong with that. So you're saying this with a <laughs> smile on your face. So, like... That was going to be my next question. Like, why does champagne and oysters go together so well? I mean, you know, you're you're going back to we can go even back to like terroir. Take it on back. Champagne. Hello. Take it on back. You can go back to like the terroir of champagne. You're talking about chalk soil, marine sediment, 
you know, movie oh settlements. Right, right, Which right. are basically what it is. think about it. So your parents like a beautiful little love story, you know? They right. just go together. And so... They met up when they were young. Young. And then they separated for just a brief little time. Yeah. Just but they came brief. back at the end of the movie. Because when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. It's love. <laughs> Come on. So, yeah, if you're pairing, like, a blue rosé or a Blanc de Blanc, which is, like, 100% Chardonnay, Mm -hmm. um, I'm sorry, a brute champagne or a Blanc de Blanc champagne, um, that that will go perfectly. Or even just your regular, you know, combination of um, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Meunier. Those are the three major grapes that make champagne. So what makes a Chardonnay a Chardonnay a you know, noir. Like, what are, what are the differences? Is it like the region? It's like or? saying no, no, no. Or it's like it's basically like saying what makes an apple an apple. It's just different grapes and what you do with them and where you do it. You know. So, what's what is Pinot Noir? It's a red grape. It is an actual grape. Yep, it's a red grape. You gotta, I'm gonna go pick me some Pinot Noir. Right, you could just do that and feel free. Get the out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and the same thing with Chardonnay. Yep, just another grape. I'm learning on what you're doing with it. I'm hope y'all learn it. Or maybe y'all know this already. I'm just show a lot of people can know this already, but a lot of people don't know. Right. So it's a good thing. Cool. I'm happy you're doing this. So, uh, so as far as like, I know the next level will be like the dessert wine. Mm-hmm. So first of all, is a dessert wine only at dessert time? No. I knew that. I was just joking. <laughs> I knew somebody was thinking it, so I'm asking for a friend, as a matter of fact. I'm asking for it. Facebook. I'm, I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, but there are two major, I would say, dessert wines that I would pair, or dessert drinks that okay. I would pair with um, oysters. First and foremost, um, sherry, you know? Sherry, Pinot you know, Sherry. It's the lightest, driest, um, and it's made from Palomino grapes. Palomino, right? And then a Tokai, which is a Hungarian. Hold um, on, Hungarian. Hold one. on, I'm confused now. Uh uh-uh, uh uh. Yeah, it doesn't take much, but I'm asking for a friend still. Yes. Uh, yes. Anyway, so it's it's a Chardonnay grape, and it's a uh, um. What, where where does Sherry come in at? Why is it called Sherry? Oh, um, so you had like, it's like asking why is it called rosé. It's just a type of, it's a type of like, you know, fermented alcoholic beverage. Okay. Basically, you have like different types. Just like, you know, champagne is called champagne. Right. From, you know, Champagne, France or the region of Champagne, France. Um, So it's just a type of alcoholic. So for my friends that don't know. It's only a champagne if it's from Champagne, France. Yes. Like I was telling them. Yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, but other, like, outside of France, I'm, I'm sorry, outside of Champagne, they can be called crema, you know? So, crema are, like, sparkling wines made outside of, you know, Champagne, France. And then you have cava, that's sparkling wine from Spain. And then you have... um Prosecco, and so it's like it's all sparkling wines, but it can also it can only be called champagne if it is made in the region of Champagne, France. 
Have you been to Champagne, France? You know, I have not been to Champagne, France. Uh oh. I traveled to Paris before. Mm-hmm. I've been to Paris twice. Okay. But I've never been to Champagne, France. And I always tell people now that I'm so into wine and learning about wine, I want to visit the countries that I've been to, like France and Italy and Greece, um, for the experience of wine. Right. You know? Like, I want to go in those fields and Sounds see like how a road it's really trip. <laughs> Quite the road. <laughs> or uh, a sky, a sky Gardner, you are too much. Talking about some kind of trip. Yes. Um, so sorry. They take you off. Um, no, it's okay. Uh, back to a dessert wine, yes. I guess. Yeah, so sherry or um, Tokai, but like a dry Tokai, um, which is a Hungarian um, wine, dessert wine. It's sort of like between Sauvignon Blanc and Riesling. Okay, I love Riesling. Right? That's okay. my good. Oh, and the other one, it's, it starts with a G. It's like, looks like it's a German word. Gruner Vettliner. Yep, what that you said. has to be the one that you're yep. talking about. Yep, uh-huh. It's a lot of letters. Don't look like they go together. Or even like a verse demeanor. But I think you're talking about Gruner Could Vettliner. Could be that one, too. Who yeah, knows? I think you're talking yeah, about Yeah, I like Gruner them Vettliner. weird ones. But it's, it's all of them are close to, you know, hold on. I'm just going to say this. Is it weird that I just drink the bottle? Like, do I have a problem? Like, I don't, I don't want a glass of wine because a glass of wine doesn't do it. I just give me a bottle and I'm good. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is that you'll be someone great to serve as a one-top. <laughs> Getting a whole bottle, my brother. Oh, um, right. But I don't think, you know, I don't, I don't judge, you know. Right. There's been times when I drank a whole bottle no, of wine. No, not oh, you. There's been times. There's been times. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Okay. Just as long as, you know, you don't drink and try. Nope, wouldn't do it. That's Would it. not do it. We're all it's good. Not safe. We're all good. So yeah, anything else on dessert wines? No, those would be like the two main ones. Now, that does, it, does it matter what oyster goes with that? Like salty, sweet? Well, for me personally, I wouldn't pair something that's extremely, extremely fruit forward with an oyster. You know, like I said, like I want it to stay dry and packed with minerality um because especially like with the salty oyster like maybe with like the rappahannock sweet and you buttery. know how they're sweet and buttery right maybe you can do you know a very like dry reasoning just like with a hint of sweetness that can okay. you know compare you know that can right. complement that right profile. so you but want something way, that's not similar in taste so you won't want a sweet oyster with a sweet wine you could or you, you could. could, or you just could stay with it being dry and, you know, packed with mineralities. So let's go back to Union Market yes. and Rappahannock. Yes. So what what were your go-to pairings, let's say, for the Rappahannock, the Stingray, and the Old Salt? Well, I would say whenever someone ordered oysters and they asked me for a pairing, I would directly you know, direct them to the Muscadet okay. that we had. To go with any of them? Yeah, really. Okay. Yeah, it's just such a great pairing. And if they wanted bubbles, then, you know, we'll figure out a bubble, you know, a sparkling wine. But definitely, like, the Muscadet was the thing that I would go to. And I believe there was one time where we even had, like, a Chablis on the menu. A what? Um, a Chablis. What is so that? So that's sort of... Um, it's sort of like north and a little bit to the east 
um, in the Bur Burgundy region of France, I believe. And so usually with Chablis, they're rich in minerality, um, and it, you're using sort of like less oak. You know, you're not, you're not uh, sort of like aging it way too long um, in oak barrels. So it's sort of like Chardonnay. Like if, if someone was looking for like a lighter Chardonnay, I usually go towards Chablis, if that helps at all. But, but yeah. That helps so, a lot. Yeah. So usually like if we had that, um, so Moussaday, Chablis, or some sparkling wine would usually be like my go-to for oysters. Okay. Yeah. In the red category. I mean, in the white category. In the white, of course. Yes. We knew that. Red stays on my mind. It does. Heard that. <laughs> Anything else? Anything else you want to add? No. I thank you. Thank you. This has been so much fun. I mean, I'm not like the expert, but if you sit at my table, you know, I can directly to have a amazing experience. Oh, we know. You gave your credentials. <laughs> we know. You can do it. <laughs> You're going to turn our mood all around. Yay. So uh, thank you, Daphne, for sitting down with the Oyster Ninja. Oh, I love that. Oyster, I just see you chopping up. Chopping oh, up. I'm chopping. Get <laughs> it's a slow chop these Break days, it but I'm still chopping. <laughs> you know, you can't give up. Thank you for having me. No doubt. <laughs>